Hello and welcome to the RDX Podcast. <laughs> Today is Monday, January 6th. 2014 and Charlene and I are already giggling <laughs> so it might be one of those kind of podcasts it's it was a interesting start this is the third start so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gail and I'm Charlene and we are happy to be back after the holidays we are it's been a while since we've recorded a regular episode about a month and we're thrilled that you all loved hearing from Brooke Sinis of Sincere Sheep. She was a fabulous guest and she had lots of information to share with us. And we were thrilled to share that interview with you. And I'm looking forward to seeing her at Stitches, at Stitches in February. Stitches West in February. Yeah, it's yes. only about six or seven we weeks away. We have and to I'm, get our game plan. Yeah, I'm like a child waiting for Disneyland vacation <laughs> to get here. Ooh, how many days? I'm ready to start marking them off on the it's, calendar. It's better than Christmas. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. But anyway, so what are you wearing? I am wearing something that I have completed in the past month. Well, actually, I've just completed it within the last week. My ease pullover sweater by Alicia Plummer and I will this sweater has been quite a little journey actually not the sweater but the yarn has taken quite a journey and I will talk about that in a later section what are you wearing Gail I'm also wearing something I've finished since we last recorded I'm wearing my Audrey and Unst sweater which is a pattern by Gudrun Johnston and it was in Twist Collective I think in 2010, quite a long time ago, mm -hmm. and had been in my queue for many a year, and I finally cast it on, and I love it. So I am wearing Audrey and Unst, and on top of that, I'm wearing my stripy scarf that I finished last year that is super warm and wonderful, and my Evangeline fingerless mitts. So it's a three-handed <laughs> object day, and considering our weather is much warmer than most of America right now, a three-handed day is pretty exciting for us yes, today. Yes, it is. Because it's been in the 70s here. <laughs> it is. And I was really excited to be able to wear my Ease sweater today because since I finished it, it's been too warm during the daytime at least. I, I've been wearing it a couple days in the mornings, but it's been too warm to wear it all day. So I'm happy to be wearing it in the afternoon right now. Yes, <laughs> we're sending sunny warm thoughts to all of you who are suffering in the bitter cold around the world and nice just share the warmth hugs with fiona and rachel who are in australia in brutal heat because it's summertime there so we have Hope quite the do. extremes on yeah. vacation right now exactly <laughs> so we have different people in different hemispheres yes. that have entirely different weather and yes. we're somehow straddling the middle yes so. so that's what we're wearing what are you stocking i am stocking a couple of things it just dawned on me i didn't even show you this picture but i got a newsletter from Schoolhouse Press mm -hmm. and there was a new pattern in there it's called Schoolhouse Press pattern number 51 <laughs> That's the, <very> descriptive. <laughs> yes the Elizabeth Zimmerman coat and oh it's from a picture or actually I guess later in the newsletter they show a picture of one of Elizabeth Zimmerman's great grandsons wearing her original coat oh, and then Meg Swanson's remake of the coat. And I guess from Meg's remake of the coat, they have now put together this pattern. It was a jacket that Elizabeth Zimmerman knit in 1970. Wow. <laughs> I know. But it's kind of a classic jacket. You know, it, it you, it's not something you look at and you say, oh, that's from 1970. It's no, it does look a, pretty classic. Yeah, yeah, kind of an all, se not all seasons, but it's just classic. But as Gail was saying, it's been very warm here. And even though I'm attracted to that coat, it's, it's, they call it a jacket and a coat in different places. And I just, I keep thinking I have no business thinking about making a jacket or a coat like that. Yeah, and <laughs> for our weather. I just don't know if I, I for sure would never get anywhere out of it this season if I started it. So I don't know. It's just something that I am at somewhat admiring that it's not on Ravelry. I couldn't find it on Ravelry and I couldn't find any information about it other than it's called S 
PP Schoolhouse Press Pattern number 51. They just have a very short little blurb in the newsletter. So maybe because it's very new. Or maybe it will be integrated into a book or something. I think they're selling it individually. Individual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have no business making a jacket or a coat. It kind of reminds me of a pattern that was really popular 10 years ago. Um, 10 years ago or so from Sally Melville. It was called the Einstein coat. And it's not that the styling is similar because it's actually very different, but it's it's the kind of garment that has the same purpose. It's big and bulky and you can just put over whatever you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And even though it looks cozy, I'm not sure it would be incredibly practical for me because a lot of times, because it's not so cold here, I wear... You and I both, we wear our sweaters as outerwear. Right. Or our sweaters are as a coat or a jacket. So when I wear my sweater, then I don't really have a lot of need to put a coat or a jacket over it. Yeah, Charlene and I, we actually had a very nice afternoon just sitting and knitting together yesterday. Yeah. And, and we were discussing the the cyclical nature of Santa Cruz winters. And it's not just Santa it's Cruz, of course. Cal but this part of California. Right. We have years where it's an unseasonably unseasonably warm spell and we had right. the same thing last year because I remember taking FO pictures of my neon sweater <laughs> on the beach in, in the a skirt of barefoot in yeah. January. We we go through several years of drought cyclically mm -hmm. and then often after the drought we'll have what's called the El Nino years where we have lots of rain lots of storms. Lots of it's storm. cold. Yeah. We live in a few years of I don't, everything seems kind of even. I won't say normal because I guess the drought and this whole cycle is our normal. Yeah. So right now it seems to be we're in a drought. <laughs> so that's the appeal for us to knit in worsted weight or heavier yarn is somewhat is somewhat diminished yeah. right now. Yeah. Even though, like I said, I can wear these sweaters. It does get cool. It just doesn't get cold enough to wear them all day sometimes so like i said I, I i like it it's something for me to put on the back burner think about for future right now i have a sweater that i finished did i finish it two years ago or a year ago that traveling sweater yes. that i knit it kind of fills the same niche in my wardrobe needs so i have that one to rely on right now we'll see and that looks so warm and cozy. yeah i love that one beautiful <laughs> love absolutely it, love beautiful it. so i was gonna ask how to pronounce this name jose? i think it's or, or jose. jose or jose? jose i don't know there's an accent over the e. or josie probably it's probably josie there's an uh, yeah i just don't know so the miranda sweater i was stocking last time is by this designer whose name we are pronouncing correctly or incorrectly as Josie or Jose Paquin or Paquin. And given the state of the current climate, I wanted to, I talked about think, making a short sleeve version of that sweater. But looking at that, looking at those projects led me to another of her sweaters called Carrie, which is a long sleeved sweater out of worsted weight with a big cowl. That's the one I showed you yesterday. yesterday it's and very cute. it's it's the same thing as the jacket. I'm really attracted to the sweater. I love the big cowl. I think it'd be really cozy. I don't think I'm gonna make it right now, but it's gonna stay on my horizon, maybe planning for the future because it definitely is something that I could wear on colder days again as a jacket yep. or as a out my primary outerwear garment. So it's definitely on the back burner. Well, that sweater's beautiful. Doesn't horizon. it have almost a latticework texture yeah, on the front? It's it does. very pretty. It does. The, it wasn't as lacy as dragonflies, but the little diamond patterns kind of reminded me of the same kind of mm -hmm. all over pattern as dragonflies. And then the plain sleeves and the really big chunky cowl. Mm -hmm. Super so, cute. Yeah, I like that. So what about you? What are you stocking? There are two things in particular that I'm stocking. And the first one is the Red Robin Shawl, which is by the designer Helen Stewart. She is also the designer of the Afternoon Tea Shawl that Charlene knit several months mm -hmm. ago. And loved. 
And Helen was nice enough to send both me and Charlene a copy of her newest book called Knitvent. It was kind of an advent calendar type of release schedule for the pattern book. And I may have squeed when I opened it because <laughs> I had already faved two or three of the patterns that she had released individually. And then when she sent the book and I opened it and realized that I had already favorited some of those patterns and oh my gosh, Isn't the designer just sent feeling? us the book. Yeah, that's nice. And the shawl, the Red Robin shawl is a beautiful elongated triangle that is pretty simple, stockinette with an openwork lace edge and it has tassels on the ends which I am so attracted to anything with tassels or pom-poms lately (laughs) and it's knit in Tosh Merino Light one skein and I happen to have a beautiful skein of Handworks Silky Sock which is a merino silk blend in a dove colorway so imagine the luster and shine of a half silk half merino in a dove gray it's beautiful and it really wants to become the shawl So that is one thing I am actively stocking. And the second thing is the Secrecy Cardigan by Hannah Masijoweska, and I'm probably mispronouncing that as well. This one is an adorable little tiny cardi. It's cropped and it has a one button closure at the top and it's three quarter sleeves and it has a really pretty little diamond lace insert on the back. And she knit it with two strands of lace weight held so lace weight held doubled and you can also knit it with fingering weight and I happen to have two skeins of Madeline Tosh Prairie in the Nassau blue colorway which is so beautiful that prairie just shimmers it does doesn't it (laughs) so I that those two skeins I will hold doubled and it's just the right amount of yarn to knit this little sweater and my friend Shannon gifted me that sweater pattern at Christmas time so I have the pattern I have the yarn and that will be something that's on the needles at some point in the near future. Yay. So those are my two active stocking projects. What are you actually knitting? Well, in my hands right now, I have another hat. I can't stop knitting hats because <laughs> there's a lot of issues Stuff going, going on, on yeah. right now in my family. That I have. There are several family members that are sick, uh, in and out of the hospital, both my father and my father-in-law right now. So it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely. ridiculous. (laughs) It's just a little, um, hard to focus, Mm -hmm. stressful. Yeah. So I keep picking, even though it's funny because when I finished knitting all of the slippers that I wanted to knit to give away, I took all the skeins of all, because I have all these skeins that I had been using, partial skeins and bits of skeins and sock yarn and all kinds of little odds and ends that I like to use for hats and then I was Mm -hmm. using them for the slippers. I took all those and I slowly started putting them away, putting them away, putting them away because I was thinking, okay, now I can start something big or start a sweater start my january one project or something finally yeah and um yeah i pulled out and yesterday i pulled it all out and started another hat again yeah and i got another hat done and i cast on one right before we started podcasting because the other thing that i am knitting is a sweater it's the hito fude cardigan which several of us are knitting for the self-indulgent and i actually haven't cast on for my sweater yet but i have done my swatch and my swatch is done but needs to be steamed and blocked and i think i know what size i'm going to make i need to figure out i'm kind of between needle sizes as well I'm really torn about which needle size I want to use. Maybe when you block it, it will exactly. speak to you and exactly. Tell you exactly what needle size. So we'll see about that. But that one is right there, and I've read through the pattern, and it doesn't look too complicated. It looks pretty straightforward, at least the start. So I'm looking forward to starting that. I am really looking forward to starting that. I am using some beautiful yarn from Western Sky Knits, that was dyed by Kim. It is a single ply fingering weight yarn in the color Dianthe, which is a beautiful pink fuchsia 
I don't know. How For those of you who have seen it. Madeline Tosh coquette in real life, it's like that only better. <laughs> and it's got that single ply yumminess texture to it, so the color kind of fades in and out tonally a little bit and it glows and it's, it's very nice <laughs> very very lovely and I'm really anxious to use it because I've actually had that yarn sitting for several months now was it August? I think we saw she Kim in the summertime yeah. so it's been sitting for several months and it definitely has that somewhat of an aura of almost too good to use you know i must <laughs> must save for the perfect project and hence that's what the self-indulgent knit along is all about well, using something <laughs> the polworth dk of hers that i got that same visit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the same thing i keep getting a skein out and it sits on the coffee table for a week <laughs> or two before i put it away because i don't want it to collect dust it is going to become the braid hills cardigan by kate davies okay. and i keep thinking do i want to cast on secrecy next or do i want to cast on braid hills and i think well if i could tolerate wearing the braid hills cardigan at stitches it might be too warm to wear but wouldn't it be cool to be walking around in kim's yarn oh, for her would be at nice. stitches and you could be walking that around and he did food a yarn see that's i'm glad you said that that's a really good point that gives me a solid reason to get going on that and step away from the hats <laughs> <laughs> like so, there's some kind of addiction yeah well there is there's you know very easy and quick don't have to follow a pattern just knit 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 around yes it's soothing very nice Zen very knitting. soothing yes so how about you what are you knitting i had a little strike of cast on itis for self-indulgent <laughs> year kickoff and i'm actually knitting four things actively and Ooh, i don't usually four. knit more than one or two things at a time but four things on the needle all four of which i needles plural all four of which i love and the first one is called the title sands cowl it's by ann hansen who is knit spot i think this is the first ann hansen pattern i've knit it's described as a reversible open work pattern and it's really pretty it's really fun to knit and i am using a brand new to me yarn that i acquired during the december sales it's spirit trail fiberworks is the name of the dyer the base is suna which is s-u-n-n-a and it's a merino cashmere silk blend and oh my goodness it mm-hmm. is luscious it's amazing i've never knit with a merino cashmere silk blend before it is amazing and that i think it's about 10 or 15 percent silk that bit of silk makes that yarn so shiny and shimmery and it's amazing it's like butter in your finger so (laughs) can't say enough good things about the yarn and i'm actually using a rather strange color for me it's called green kingfisher it's a deep foresty green but it's tonal so it has glimmers of a more emerald in it but it's definitely a darker green which my mother-in-law has been trying to get me to wear green for 20 years now and I slowly creep into the greens mm-hmm. occasionally like I my Julissa was a different kind of green it was more a tealy green mm-hmm. but this one is definitely a forest green so we'll see if I actually wear it I think I will because it's too luscious not to but that green I don't know I just don't tend to reach for green <laughs> so we'll see how it goes the second thing I am knitting is actually a gift when I was in the eighth grade I met a new best friend and she had a little sister who was 18 months old at the time. Now that 18 month old is 31 or 32 and she's about to have her first baby. (laughs) So my mother and I were out shopping in December and we said, oh my goodness, let's make something for Danielle. And I had been admiring Jetshin's new learn to knit a log cabin blanket, which she had recently put FO pictures up on Ravelry. So I instantly brought that up on Ravelry on my iPhone in the restaurant at lunchtime and we were looking at the pattern and I said, oh my goodness, I have some DK twist Madeline Tosh at home that I think would be perfect for this and have since then acquired four other jewel tones. So my log cabin squares are Madeline Tosh citrus in the middle, which is a jewel orange and the four other colors are tart Tidal Basin, which is teal, Iris, which is purple, and Fathom, which is a beautiful deep blue. 
and I have Cascade 220 in silver gray for the borders. And I finished the first square, and this is the most fun knitting project I have knit in a long time, just in terms of the construction. It's not a single purl stitch in the entire pattern. It's all stuck in it. And the resulting garter stitch fabric is so fluffy and cushy, and you can just imagine it being wrapped around a little baby. And <laughs> it's just so much fun to knit. The pattern is by Stacy Perry. It is a free pattern on Ravelry, and it has embedded tutorials. So the first tutorial, she it's actually one tutorial, but in the pattern, you can either click the link to launch the entire tutorial, or she does link to different parts of it. So for example, cast on. The second part might be starting the first square. The second part might, or third part might be starting the first stripe. So she has it broken out into great segments. She's very eloquent, very easy to follow. The video is very high quality. I was just so impressed with the whole production quality of the pattern and the video and the, the actual knitting of the project. I can't say enough good things about this. So for any of you who are interested in a blanket, it's fabulous. And she actually knit hers using worsted weight scraps of yarn from different projects. So Charlene, all your leftovers from your hats and yeah. slippers, etc. I, of course, I, I wanted an intentional color, so I bought yarn for it. But I am having so much fun knitting that that I can see one in my future with just scraps that ends up being, you know, a throw it on the couch blanket for the family. So that's the second project I'm knitting. Sorry if I'm going into too much detail about these projects, but I'm so excited about all of them. The third one I'm knitting, I actually have in my hands right now. It is one of my self-indulgent projects for 2014 for our knit along, and it's called Summer Festival. It's a cardigan, and the designer's name is Georgie Hallam. She's an, an Australian designer. And that's a pay for pattern on Ravelry. And I actually purchased it as part of the indie gift along, knit along that they were doing. All, a lot of indie designers got together and they offered discounts on their patterns, mm -hmm. etc. So I purchased the pattern during the discount phase and have been fascinated by it ever since. So January 1st came around and I thought, okay, I've been fantasizing about this pattern <laughs> I'm going to cast on. I'm loving it so far. It's a top down raglan sweater that is open front cardigan with sleeves and it's supposed to be somewhat tight fitting and in the pattern she says it's not really meant to be closed but i can see myself wanting to close it because <laughs> i just am that way with my cardigans but i'm using another brand new to me yarn it's the Woolmise lace garn base and i love it it's really really nice I don't think I ever would have purchased this yarn except for I got it on a D stash for an amazing value. So I decided to buy it. I love it. It's super soft. It's the biggest skein of yarn I've ever seen in my it life. <laughs> it's like 1,700 yards. And even though it says it's lace, it's definitely more like a Tosh Merino light I thought it was more size. of a light finger. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would totally call it. And when you block it, it even blooms a tiny bit. So loving this project. I'm really looking forward to the finished sweater, although it's going to be a while because all these other projects. <laughs> and the fourth one I'm doing is the Brickless Shawl by Martina Bem, also another one of my self-indulgent projects. And this one, I'm using Miss Babs Yowza What a Skein, which is a light worsted weight yarn. And I'm using her fantastic colorway called Deep Sea Jellyfish. <laughs> and it is phenomenal. It, it is. is the coolest colorway ever. I don't normally gravitate towards variegated yarns, but I bought her shut the front door color at Stitches last year and knit the Alewives cowl with it and was so, I just fell in love with the variegation yeah. and how it looked in the cowl. So she had her customer appreciation sale the end of December and I saw this colorway and thought, oh, I'm going to try it. It has bright, bright pink, orange that ranges from like a burnt orange to like almost fluorescent mm -hmm. orange white it has some purple in it it has some brown in it it's amazing i brought it yesterday to show charlene and she kept saying oh, i love that color well, <laughs> and the deep sea jellyfish was one of the colors that i was contemplating picking up last february at stitches west i was walking around with that and the shinning city and like gail i don't often buy those real variegated skeins and this one was really variegated and i ended up choosing the sh 
I said Shining City. City. Yeah, it's because I get Shining <laughs> City, Shining City. Again, I ended up choosing the Shining City over this one, and I may have to rectify that and get a skein this year. So we'll see. it's really cool. It's a really, <laughs> it's it's really fun to knit because about every ten stitches, the colors changing Change. in your fingers. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating to knit with, and it just makes me so happy because yeah. oh, well, look at the pink, and look yeah. at the orange, and look at the brown, and definitely it's super pretty. And the shawl itself, which I said is the brickless by. Martina Bem, she designed that shawl for exactly one skein of Yauza What a Skein yarn. So she used a different colorway, but it's going to be an enormous shawl. And it's sections of open work lace, followed by garter, followed by ribbing. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting construction. You don't get bored because you're changing it quite frequently. And it's an asymmetric triangular shaped shawl. So it's going to wrap around me quite a few times, I would imagine. Which I would think with that big skein. Yeah, yeah. it kind of seems like it's. It's a lot be, of yarn for a shawl. Yeah, it's and it's going to be nice to put around my shoulders on the couch in the evening when I'm chilly. Yeah. So those are the four projects <laughs> on which I'm working, for which I'm so excited. So what have you finished in the last month? This is going to seem like we're knitting. At, like the wind because it's been a month it's since we've month. actually recorded a real but episode. But actually I haven't finished a whole lot. Oh, I've, okay. I've finished several pairs of those slippers. Last time we recorded an episode what I was knitting was I was talking about the slippers and I was in the middle of, of all the slippers and at latest count I've made 10 pairs <laughs> <laughs> and so you cool. know I sent a batch to my sister's family and I'm still not entirely sure how they went over there I think it was okay but of course the box did not arrive at the time it was supposed to and days later the post office was, was still telling me it was supposed to arrive two days earlier you didn't know the post office That's, dabbled in time I travel know. did you Bizarre. <laughs> and so i don't think that the same it wasn't it didn't have the same effect because i wanted them to open them all with everybody all together and then have them uh, all try to figure out what they how were to put them on th- and how to put them on etc cetera, etc cetera. so by the time they arrived i don't think they were able to do that and, and i got a pair for christmas too and, and Gail i love got a them. pair for christmas and i gave my mom a pair for christmas and my mom loved them immediately put them on wore them the rest of that day and has told me since that she wants more. Oh, so <laughs> that is so cool. So mom will be getting more of the little slippers because they're really fun to make. I, I definitely enjoy them. And I realized that I, I made several out of worsted weight and I made some out of sock yarn held double. And I really liked the versions of the sock yarn held double because it just seemed to add a little bit more weight to the slipper. They weren't as open and airy because I knitted on the same size needle, so it was probably tighter, more fabric, and you know, it's a sock yarn, so I just felt like it was gonna hold Well, and mine are sock well. yarn held Yours doubled, right? Yours are sock yeah. yarn doubled, They're yeah. super comfy. Yeah, it, they just felt really plush and squishy held double, so I liked that version, so I'll probably be using that technique again. And then the second thing that I finished was this is the sweater that I've already mentioned, the Ease Sweater Pullover by Alicia Plum, Plummer. And this sweater, actually this yarn, has a history for me because I unraveled another sweater to reclaim this yarn because I loved it too much and it was sitting unloved in a sweater that I never wore. I, and I still can't really put my finger on why I didn't wear that sweater. It was a beautiful sweater with cables down the front of the cardigan fronts and it was beautiful and every time I thought about ripping it out I thought oh but I really like this sweater but (laughs) then I would never wear it so I finally decided to rip it and I'm really glad I did because I just love this sweater it's a as the name implies it has a couple of inches of ease in it so it's very cozy pullover and one of the options was to make it with a funnel neck with a little drawstring which I adore because it's kind of like wearing a cowl all day (laughs) and you know even though it's been warmer here 
I've been wearing cowls pretty consistently almost every day because even if it gets up to be 65, if I'm wearing a t-shirt, there's something, 65 might still be 65, but 65 as the high feels very different from 65 as the low. You know, 65 as the high, you still feel a little chilly walking around the house. So I've been wearing the cowls and so that's why this, I really like it. It's got the built-in cowl. And I have to say, I really prefer the yarn in that sweater. Yeah, I, I do don't too. know why. Maybe because you didn't alternate skeins. I actually like the way it knits up better I was, like that. I was going to mention that in the previous sweater, I alternated skeins. There were some variants in the skeins. It, the yarn is Malabrigo Rios, and the colorway is called Cumparsita. And it is a tonal red going through grays into dark dark black. Would you call that tonal or variegated? I would have called it variegated. Well. It's a typical uh, Malabrigo colorway. Yeah. Where it has a lot of colors in it. Yeah. It's, to me, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of the same I think the red, to me, color. the red just kind of flows darker, darker, darker into the black. So, but there were a couple skeins that were darker and a couple skeins that were more red and I just kind of picked and choosed as I knit along rather than alternating and it worked out fine yeah it's a <laughs> Which, whole different look it's interesting with Malabrigo if you alternate skeins it gives a different fabric pooling of color than if you don't yeah it's interesting and I'm trying to think I knit my I knit another cardigan and I alternate skeins and I and I love the look of it. But this is kind of a lesson to me in that it looks great also not alternating. I really liked it. I chose to use the darker balls for the arms and then I used a darker slightly darker bit on the waistband that is ribbed and you really can't it's not like there's a, a steep line of no, demarcation between skeins it looks fine i love it so i really do it's a good lesson for me to remember that you know there doesn't doesn't always have to be alternated which is nice as long as you figure out which skeins you want where it, it looks strategically placed strategically them. placed yeah. them yeah it looks good so i'm very happy with it and now Highly even though we were talking about not knitting worsted weight sweaters i'm going to knit that sweater <laughs> it's so cute it would be the perfect sweater for me to be wearing at home yeah, all the and, time you know it's not that i'm going to stop knitting worsted weight sweaters it's just that i'm going to pick and choose them carefully and i probably won't be knitting as much until i get rid of a few that's that's basically my issue i need to get rid of a few and then when i get rid of a few i can knit a few more so. yeah i have that same goal yeah <laughs> so how about you what have you finished in this past month holy kershmolies i've finished so many things i don't want to go through a big litany of the nine things i've finished but again it's been a month since we were last recording so in a month i did finish nine things some of them were gifts that were hugely successful I knit a second Beans the Cat, which is the little free pattern on Ravelry by Linda Dawkins. And that was for my friend Melissa's daughter. And back in September, we went and spent a weekend with them in Tahoe. And my son showed her daughter the little hand-knit monster I'd made him. And she loves stuffed animals. And she started bugging me instantly. Will you make something for me? Will you make something for me? And she was handing me my yarn off the couch here you can make something for me now and I said well it's not that easy I need to have the right needles to right. knit it and she kind of got it but she's been asking for a cat ever since and her birthday was later that month and I didn't knit it for her for her birthday but I did knit it for Christmas and I delivered their gifts wrapped of course a couple days before Christmas and Melissa said Catherine squeezed that package Every, like once an hour leading up until Christmas. I know what it is. It's got to be my kitty. It's got to be my kitty. They are each allowed, all the children are allowed to pick one present to open on Christmas Eve day. She picked the kitty because she knew what it was and she loves it. So that was a huge score. And for her son, I knit a beanie called the Opie, O-P-I-E, which is a pattern by 
Erica Jakovsky, who is Fiddle Knits on Ravelry, and it's a $1 pattern. Her son really wanted a beanie, and I had Cascade 220 Superwash in a great blue, went perfectly with his eyes, mm. and I knit the beanie for him, and I wasn't very happy with how my decreases turned out, but Melissa said nobody noticed, <laughs> and not only did her son love it, her husband loves it, and her stepdaughter loves it. So now oh, we are wow. talking about me knitting other beanies for the other people in the house because James doesn't get to wear his because everybody oh, else wow. keeps taking it. <laughs> so that was cool. I had two huge successful knits for her family. Other things that I finished that I set a goal for myself to have all my works in progress off the needles for the new year. So I did finally finish my beautiful striped fingerless mitts. That yarn was something I won from Inspiration Dye Works, and they're adorable. They're super cute. I also finished the Audrian Unst sweater, mm -hmm. which you've heard me talk about before. Love it. It is a very, very simple top-down cardigan with just a little bit of lace highlighted basically from the bust line up to your neck. Very cute, very quick knit. I knit it in Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino Light in the Onyx colorway because I wanted to have a black little sweater, and I'm super happy that I did. I had the issue of having too many stitches at the armhole when it was time to pick up and knit the short row set-in sleeve, and I got help from a special designer. We will be revealing more about that over the next month because she is actually taking this technique that she gave me. After our last recording, she contacted me in Ravelry and said, I can help you with that sleeve if you want, <laughs> and I took her up on the offer and she had fabulous, interesting adaptations to the short row set in sleeve which i really liked and they involved not having to pick up your wraps which i loved and she is going to be releasing a new ebook with this technique which we will be reviewing when it's available later in january Yay. so keep tuned for that i'm super excited about that other interesting thing about the sweater it is a button front cardigan and i did the grow grain ribbon with backing buttons and buttons and it did add about two and a half hours of finishing work for me i'm a very very slow hand knitter so putting the grow grain ribbon hand in sewer. hands did i say hand knitter yes figured <laughs> hand sewer so my finishing work usually takes quite a while but well well worth the effort i love how the button band turned out i'm super happy with that so great sweater i highly recommend the pattern other things one of the so I also finished my Hogwarts Express shawl oh, that I've been working on forever yeah. and ever. It's super, super cute. Oh, I need to make one. You do. You really do. Anyone who's thought about it, in my opinion, for me personally, it was a slog up until the edging. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're doing back and forth stockinette, not stockinette, sorry, garter stitch, where you're increasing to make the crescent shape bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you get to the edging and she has instructions in the pattern for, you know, start the edging when you have this percentage of your yarn left. Very clear pattern. She has lots of different adaptations in the pattern. If you want pointer, pointier edges or smoother edges, or if you want it to look like the owls are sitting on a branch, or if you don't, it's great. She has a lot of interesting tidbits thrown into the pattern, but it's very easy to follow. And once I got to the edge, and once I did the row with the beads for the eyes, I just got fired up. It's like, they're so <laughs> cute. So I just, after that, it went like the wind. It was really a great knit. And that was using Alpenglow's Lofty Cory Fingering, which is a Coriadale yarn. Really liked that. The knitting with the yarn wasn't as exciting as when you wash it and it blooms and it gets so much softer and mm -hmm. happier and puffier. I don't think I've ever seen a yarn bloom quite the way that wow. did. So it was really fun to get that new experience with the different fiber. That was, that and the bead eyes of the owls were the two highlights on that shawl. I also finished that really beautiful necklace, the Estee necklace oh, by keep, Kristen Omdahl. I keep forgetting to ask you I forgot to went. take a picture of my mother wearing it. I'm oh. such a ding dong. I have to do that. My grandfather, has his 95th birthday this coming weekend and I'm going to ask her to wear it so I can get a picture of her but great pattern it's another free pattern on Ravelry and the yarn is let me open it here it's called S Charles Calzone Crystal it's a lace weight yarn that has sequins in the yarn so you knit this basically it's a necklace made up of diamonds 
and it's about a 14 row diamond you cast on you increase you decrease you start the next diamond it's all in a big mm-hmm. chain mm-hmm. and you don't join it it's open-ended so you can just wrap it around your neck kind of like oh, a scarf but it's not a scarf right. obviously it's very thin but it's really pretty the effect oh, lots of bang for the buck and I didn't weigh it before I started, but I'm sure I could get at least two or three of these out necklaces of the out of one. Rest of the skein. Yeah, and the yeah. skein of yarn was, I think, $15 or something. Mm-hmm. So very reasonable gift, yeah, knitting. Definitely. And it's, really, like I said, lots of bang for the buck because of those it's sequins. It's really shiny. It is really, really shiny. sparkly. And yeah, I really enjoyed that. Bling. Yeah, Blingy very fun yarn. bling. <laughs> That's a very good way to describe it. And she did love it, so that was a score as well. And... The other project I'm going to tell you about was like the total luxury project. I did a swap with a darling person named Julie, and she and I both have a love of all things French for various reasons. And she is a plucky knitter, huge fan. She loves plucky knitter. And I've not been a big plucky knitter knitter. I haven't used it very often. And for a swap, she sent me two skeins of Plucky's Cashmere Erin in her Tuscadero colorway, which is like the most vivid, amazing pink you've ever seen. Cashmere yarn, you guys. It was like, I pulled it out of the bag and I was like, oh my gosh. And Max looked at me and he said, what are you so excited about? It's just pink yarn. And I said, come feel it. (laughs) And I knit a pattern that's called the Drawstring Lace Cowl by Sweater Babe. And it's a free pattern on Ravelry. And it was a very fast knit. It's only 200 yards of yarn, so mm-hmm. very quick knit. It has a drawstring, like the name implies, with little pom-poms on the end. <laughs> so that is just a beautiful FO that, you know, it's not due to my knitting skill. It's just because the yarn is so amazing. I so, haven't seen that one. Oh, I, didn't, I don't think I've shown you yet. Mm-mm. Shame on me. <laughs> so I have finished a lot of projects, and they there was a lot of really good reaction in those projects just because of the gift nature and the recipients being so Mm -hmm. happy and you know just that made me smile a lot from those projects so it was a very good gift giving season I think in terms (laughs) of knitting well you got it with your slippers and I got it with the various things I knit so I really like that feeling when you have the knit worthy people who really appreciate it it's (laughs) such a good feeling so new segment what are we swatching that's Boo running around in the background. You can hear his bell, you guys. Okay. <laughs> he got you all excited all of a sudden. the yarn? Yes. The yarn that we swatched for this episode is by Western Sky Knits. It was dyed by our friend Kim. And this is her Rodeo Aaron base, which is 100% BFL. And it's non-superwash wool. Non-superwash blueface blue luster. luster. Thank you. It is BFL blueface luster. And Kim was telling us that... This yarn is very popular with her customers who knit the soakers, diaper soakers. So cloth diapering parents who knit these soakers to go over the cloth diapers. This yarn is a big, big hit because it's very friendly for that purpose. Although, of course, you can't throw it in the washing machine because it is non-super wash. But, ooh, I really, really liked it. Very durable, I think. Yeah, I think so too. The BFL, as a recap... I, we don't have our fleece and fiber source book oh, out, we but it is a long wool, and that means that it is much more durable than your short staple wool like a merino. And BFL, to me, I haven't knit with very many long wools, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you that this was not a merino wool, because to me, it feels just as soft as any merino wool yeah. I've knit with. It's very, very nice. It's very nice. I guess we should start with number one, texture. And just to review, texture would be in the range from a smooth texture to a kinky texture. And I thought it was just very smooth and even. Smooth as butter. Yeah, Yeah, it is a plied yarn. And the plies are perfect tightness, so they balance each other perfectly. And it is springy Mm -hmm. and smooth. Yeah. It's, I'm squeezing it. <laughs> <laughs> and sheen, which is where we rate something to be from the shiny end all the way up to a matte finish. And this one actually has very little sheen. It's not a matte finish, such as you would think of when you saw like a linen yarn or a hemp yarn, something like that. I think it's got a tiny little bit of a sheen. Yeah, to and it. I, BFL, 
that I've seen usually has a little bit more of a sheen. Mm-hmm. So, but it's beautiful. It it's, is. Yeah. It is. And then density, which would be something drapey as alpaca to something that's lofty, like a kitsilkezi, floaty type yarn. This one, I thought, it won't be, it's kind of hard to describe. I don't think it would be as drapey as an alpaca, but the three plies really make it airy. Yeah. It's so not heavy. It's not heavy. You, but it's not You definitely either. get the feeling that it traps a lot of air. It mm-hmm. would be warm. I wouldn't use it for garments that need a lot of specific drape. You know, something that have a, a skirt, bottom, sweater, that kind of thing that you needed a lot of um, movement to. Or even but, like a drapey shawl. It wouldn't make a good drapey yeah, shawl. I, it would I make would, a beautiful fabric, but yeah, not, it's not going to drape. I think I would tend to select a sweater that was more fitted or more standard ease. Mm-hmm. And by standard ease, I mean like two to four inches, something something around there. Yeah. Um, fuzz factor. Not fuzzy. Yeah, no halo. No halo. Wearability, and Gail's already touched on that. I gotta see what Boo is doing over here. Oh, he has a scratching post. <laughs> he wants you all to know he's here. He's Someone's making a guest appearance. Toenails out. <laughs> so, wearability. Gail's already mentioned that, that she could wear it next to the skin. Mm-hmm. Because it's an Aran weight, I probably wouldn't wear it next to the skin. It would be probably be something that I would just style wise I would make more of a sweater like we mentioned before that I would probably wear as an outerwear sweater so I would probably wear it over a t-shirt but I think the density of the yarn lends itself to that as well more of an outerwear than a next skin because that's going to be a little stiff for next to skin but it's definitely soft yeah for sure like if you have a hat the brim is not going to scratch your your forehead if you made mitts with it it's not going to scratch the tender in part of your wrist nothing like that you could wear you could use it and that would accessories that would be a good use too i think well the evangeline mitts that i'm wearing today that this yarn would work really well for that Mm -hmm. it would it would it's a big score thumbs up for me and blocking the stitches i mean look at this the swatch is so even yeah the stitches nice. are incredibly the stitches even. look so even and i'm not a perfect knitter but this yarn is really forgiving it makes even my imperfect stitching look really even absolutely perfect yeah <laughs> so i like <laughs> you know one thing that we haven't been doing that maybe we should occasionally do is knit a cable yeah, actually, sometimes I do. Maggie does that, and you I can do really do that. see. I, I have done that on a couple of my swatches, but I don't remember to do it every swatch. Yeah, that's one um, thing Maggie does, I think, in almost all of her swatches, yeah. so she can see what the stitch definition yeah. is going to be. And That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Although we're usually just swatching for fun, and we don't really right. have to keep track <laughs> of a cable chart or right. anything. Right. But yeah, I really like this yarn a lot. I do, too. And then I didn't... I didn't check the price on it because I wasn't sure when I was taking my notes exactly which yarn it was on her website. And then we should also double check and see if she's going to have any of that at Stitches, at Stitches. West. Yeah, I don't and know. And we if can she put is. that in the show notes, and we can she we she can always pop in and mention it on the show notes too. Yeah, so. and I do think you guys though that. Even if she doesn't have a yarn listed on her site, I've asked her for custom orders before, and she's always more than happy if she has the base in stock to dye something up for you. Right. So she's really good about that. Right. So, so this is a definite two thumbs up, four Heck needles yeah. up. <laughs> and the colorway we have is the most beautiful sky blue. It's yeah. so pretty. It's a tonal blue. It's just lovely, super yeah. pretty color. It's a happy color. Yeah, it definitely reminded me that I would like to make something out of that yarn. So it was a good call to review that at this time. <laughs> yep. We were debating via text the other day. What should we do for, what are we swatching? And I said, oh, let's do Kim's. We've had this since We've, she was here yeah. when you got your fingering yeah, weight and I got my polar silk DK. And since Stitches is coming up and we know we're going to see her there and several listeners will probably also be able to see her there. We thought it was a good time to mention it. Yeah. So that's what we are swatching. Now we have some knit-along updates. So we are into the beginning of the self-indulgent knit-along, our second annual. 
And it was funny, my mom asked the other day, so what are the rules for that? And I said, rules, come on, we don't do rules. I said, as long as it's something you're knitting that's bringing you pleasure, it counts. I said, we would prefer it's something you knit for yourself, but we don't really care. I mean, if you really are loving the yarn, that's self-indulgent. If it's Mm -hmm. precious yarn you're finally using, that's self-indulgent. You know, I almost feel like the log cabin blanket I'm knitting for Danielle is self-indulgent because it's it's so special. Because it's all the Tosh Merino yeah. Uh, DK twist or DK but twist. Yeah. Also, she lost a baby, so this one is even more important. Mm-hmm. You know, it has that much more sentiment that I'm knitting yeah. into it, and it it just means a lot to me. So that feels like self indulgent knitting to me too. So it doesn't matter what you're knitting, as long as it's making you feel good for the beginning <laughs> of the year. That's all that matters. And the quote official cast on date was January first, and we still haven't decided on the an official end date because we haven't looked up solstice dates for March, but it will be sometime probably mid-March that we will end the knit along. So you have lots of time. And we do have a very, very active chat thread in the group, like go to sleep, wake up the next morning and you're 40 posts behind kind of active. I'm still trying to catch up on that. I think I mentioned in one of the threads somewhere why I hadn't been online in a few days and so I'm still trying to catch up but it's really fun and it's making me happy and I'm so glad people are chatting because I just need a little pick me up right now and it's I'm glad that's that's cheering you up it is because the best part has been looking at all the patterns people have mentioned Mm -hmm. oh how fun is that I agree really fun I love seeing everything that people are contemplating knitting or starting and that's that's one of the best and all the beautiful yarns yes yeah we actually we already have two fo's robbie who is photo knit gal finished a beautiful pair of fingerless mitts from some hand spun and oh i can't remember her name it just flew out of my head kn2 i think is her ravelry name she's in los gatos and she just finished a francis revisited pullover very similar to ease oh, but it has a bigger cowl and she used malabrigo worsted it's yes so i just pretty. saw that i just saw yeah she that. just put up the picture this morning i think i just i the name i i remember i recognize the name so. yeah and i i pm'd or put in the, the thread something about oh you're just in los gatos which is about 30 minutes from us that it's probably too warm for her to wear it so <laughs> She'll have to save it for when it gets chilly or nighttime or something, but super, super pretty stuff out there, you guys. We're so happy with the activity and the thread, and we've said it before, we'll say it again. Please don't feel obligated to try to keep up with the thread. Pop in and out when you feel like it. Post when you feel like it. Mm -hmm. Know that every time you post, it makes us happy. Yes. So (laughs) that's all you need to know. Absolutely. And... If you haven't joined in yet, it doesn't matter. You have until the middle of March. So join in whenever you have a chance. You know, if you're, I know a lot of people are doing test knits right now and some people are still finishing up different obligation knitting. So save it as a reward for yourself. Right. Yep. And I'm, you know, I'm already, I have two self-indulgent things on my needles right now. (laughs) So (laughs) I plan to knit more before the end of the knit along for sure. And the second is our Knit Some Good Knit Along. And I was drawing the winners for this yesterday, and my son was very funny. He said, well, you know, what did they knit? And I said, they knit something for somebody else. And he said, oh, on Christmas Day, my children and I went to the homeless shelter because I hadn't delivered my hand-knit hats yet. Josie had been sick, and we didn't want to bring germs there. So we decided to wait until everyone felt better, and that meant that Josie could make cookies, and Max made fresh cupcakes, and we brought all of those on Christmas Day, and we ended up pulling up right when they were serving people. Oh, wow. And my kids were, you could see in their little faces the impact it was making, that they were seeing who was going to receive the fruits of their efforts, and Max really got it when I was talking to him about this knit-along yesterday. And it was a really awesome feeling to see my 11-year-old son get how important it is to do Mm. something for charity and for other people and to know that he'd, you know, he'd made and decorated cupcakes that he gave to these people that day. And he felt really proud of himself. Mm. And it was a really good feeling. So thank you, all of you who participated in the Knit Along. And, okay, so with a little help from Boo walking over the keyboard, we're back. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we are going to let you know who won all the fabulous prizes for the Knit Some Good Knit Along. And I'm super, super happy about this. That I think it was perfect to won just based on the number of projects they contributed to the thread. Yeah, so, the, the people who had the most chances got chosen in several cases in several cases so the first winner was post number 55 and her ravelry name is inagata donita and her name is donita she's from ohio and donita you're gonna win one of cindy who is cozy couch on ravelry one of her handmade project bags along with a package of lavender sachets that were handmade by strawberry frog who is Lori. she's another one of our as podcast supporters we mm-hmm. could call her mm-hmm. the next person who won is not just hats who is diane from kenosha wisconsin she knit eight different things for charity she was one of the top people in the thread and i'm so happy that she won you um diane you also won a project bag lavender sachet combo the third person is patty b who is pat from northeast kingdom vermont and you also get a cozy couch project bag and strawberry frog lavender sachet combo (laughs) and the fourth person to get that same combination is amy who is amy loris on ravelry and she's from mako georgia so congratulations you guys you get the four project bag sachet combos the next project bag is from jenny who is frenny on ravelry and she has this is so in the bag s-e-w is her etchy shop excuse me and the person who won that was post oh i forgot to tell you who did the post numbers i'll try to do that is post number 80 and her rav name is archamanda she's amanda from maine you win the project bag from jenny and amanda knit three different projects for the knit along which is fantastic the next person gets the skein of Neighborhood Fiber Company Mega Loft Yarn, which is awesomely donated by Evanston Michelle. And that is Dee Peach, who is Diane, and she's from Story City, Iowa. Diane did four projects for charity, so way to go, Diane. The next prize is the mini skein bundle from Kim of Western Sky Knits. And that was won by post number 11, who is Katie Ma, who is Katie from Chicago, Illinois. Congratulations, Katie. The next one, now we get into our patterns. So this one is a pattern from Elizabeth Doherty, who is Blue Bee Studio. So any pattern from her Ravelry shop, any self-published pattern. And that was post number 50, Nula Bula, who is Jan, (laughs) who lives in Evanston, Illinois. If you had won the prize from Evanston Michelle, you guys could have met up for lunch and exchanged (laughs) a prize. So I thought that was pretty funny that there was another Evanston person here. The next is a pattern from Alicia Plummer. She is the designer of the Ease sweater we've talked about in this episode. So again, any pattern from her Ravelry store, her self-published patterns. And the winner of that is number 66, who is Jay Chant, Julie from Lake Forest Park, Washington, who knit three projects for the knit along. Yay! The next pattern is a pattern from Nancy, who is Nanny Knitter on Ravelry. She's done a lot of beautiful shawls, cowls, etc. And the winner of that one is Cozy Couch, Cindy. Congratulations. That's our our fabulous Cindy from Colorado who knit, who knit, who she actually knit eight projects. She is on hat number 29 for her Halos (laughs) of Hope 30 hat target. And she sewed all those project bags that are prizes. So I'm very pleased to know that she won. And we have three more patterns. The next one is from Jennifer Weissman, who is Shady Stroll on Ravelry. And the pattern is her Partly Sunny Chalette, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm, And the winner of that is Joanne Carroll, who is a friend of ours who lives in Aptos, real name Joanne. And Joanne made nine different projects for various either she purchased a for for charity pattern or knit something so she was the top person in the group and nine projects was phenomenal so i'm really glad that she won as well the next two are patterns from estella who is one more row please on ravelry and same deal you can pick any pattern from her ravelry store and the first winner of that was post 109 amy yokohama from 
from um, Yokohama, Japan, our friend Amy, <laughs> who is a very awesome poster in the group. She's a great group supporter. And she knit three projects for the Knit Along. Absolutely fabulous. And the last winner of Estella's pattern is Kirby Mo, who is Monica <laughs> from Seattle. Washington, who we met at Stitches last year, and she is the woman who knit 112 hats for charity over the year 2013. I think she had eight projects or seven projects in the Knit Along thread. So all of the people who knit the most projects won. So fantastic serendipity there. We hope you're all happy with your projects. Thank you so, so much for participating. I think I forgot to say there were 138 total Wow. charitable projects is wow. that fantastic or what you guys are because awesome. that was a really short time period too and also a very busy time period. yeah so. considering all the gift knitting and things people were doing and yeah, people still knit a lot for charity yeah, so thank you all so much for for helping us feel awesome about the holiday season <laughs> and i think that's it for this episode i think that is it and we will be back in a couple of weeks yeah looking forward to it yes. already <laughs> okay happy knitting. happy knitting and happy new year i hope 2014 is fabulous. That's right. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>